Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hit it shot. Oh, baby, what a play. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discussed the Chiefs' changes on the offensive line. Joe, the Chiefs signed Jawan Taylor to an $80 million deal, which pretty much means the Chiefs can't afford to bring Orlando Brown back. We know that Andrew Wiley is going to the commanders to join Eric Bienme. Your thoughts? Yeah, Jeff, the thing that hit me the most, I know. yeah, it, it is, right? You saw the, the hesitation in, in my face and you probably hear it in my voice. I, well, number one, it's a lot of money. And, you know, wow, um, how things have changed. Um, right. You know, offensive linemen, you know, $80 million. Wow. Um, you know, I think back to some of the all-stars, you know, during the 90s and what they were making. Like, even when you put even the Joe Montanas and Steve Youngs of the world, like, you think about that now, right. what a lineman's making even compared to what they were making. That is pretty amazing. Um, so, the, the, the thing that first hit me was... I thought uh, personally, this was my my opinion. Now, listen, I'm not the general manager of of the Kansas City Chiefs, but my thought was that they were going to try to maximize dollars for Orlando Brown mm-hmm. and Andrew Wiley. Like I thought, I thought, well, I still thought there was a chance they could bring Andrew Wiley back if they mm-hmm. found the right left tackle, right? If they brought in somebody who, because I think Andrew Wiley's deal was maybe six million a year. Maybe maybe eight million a year. Like eight, eight, is eight. Yeah, he's like twenty four million. Yeah. So whatever that calculates to with this whole AAV and all that crazy math that goes on with this cap capology that goes on. Um, but let's just call it a twenty four million dollar deal, right? Eight million a year. Um, I thought I thought they could keep Andrew and go and get like. Remember we talked about this on one of our past pods. Like, go out and get somebody who was maybe. 85% of Orlando right, Brown's caliber right. or, or, you know, someone like that, like maybe not the V left tackle of all left tackles, right. The Anthony Munoz of left tackles, mm-hmm. right. But just, let's just go get somebody who can get the job done and, and really protect Patrick's backside and maybe spend, you know, 10 million a year, 15 million a year, like save some money there, keep Andrew Wiley, keep some consistency. If they had to, you know, if they decided that they wanted to give up Orlando Brown, that's where I'm a little perplexed is mm. that they went and pretty much sounds like they're replacing Orlando Brown or Orlando Brown, like, you know, not to, to compare two players and make, put them in the exact same bucket, but right. it just feels like we didn't make any headway and we lost and are losing. We haven't lost, you know, Orlando Brown yet. I, I'm, but no, that's, no that's, a, that's yeah, a pipe right, dream right, right. that they could actually put, you know, put Juwan Taylor at, right tackle and keep it around a left tackle like that's not happening right i mean unless patrick mahomes literally plays for free and totally restructures his deal um so that's not happening so we're losing consistency right on the line a team that won the super bowl right and and two players that you know remain remain relatively healthy from a, from a missing games perspective mm-hmm. like we, we still i know you and I still have our conspiracy theory, and so does Blair Kirkhoff, that maybe Orlando yeah. Brown was hurt, but was Actually continuing hurt. to play. Yeah. But like, 
I don't know. I just feel like we've lost two pieces of the puzzle and we're replacing it. It's 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 a puzzlement for it, me. It, I, it makes me think that they were a little more down on, on Orlando Brown than, you know, maybe that when he was struggling beginning of the year, maybe it wasn't an injury and maybe they just think he wasn't, you know, that he was good but not elite. Yeah, Joe, I was a little surprised too. And I, I do think Juwan Taylor is potentially better value in the sense that, like, I don't think they could get Orlando Brown for four years, 80 million. Um, I don't think he was going to take that. That would have been the franchise uh, money about. Yeah. I think he's going to want more. Than, so I think he is going to be a better value. Joe, I have some stats on you for Taylor because I want your take yeah. on him as a player, too. I know it's sometimes hard to – Jacksonville is a team on the rise, but they sure. weren't on national TV on a lot. But some positive things. So he's – Taylor, if nothing else, is remarkably durable, Joe. Since entering the NFL as a second-round pick in 2019, he started opening day. He started all 66 of his NFL games. That's awesome. So awesome. I love that. And then pro football focus, want your take – on these grades too. So he apparently, according to their grades, he played a thousand ninety-five snaps last year, only allowed five sacks, only committed seven penalties. So those two stats have me encouraged. Yeah. But Joe, uh, we need to know from the the offensive lineman expert, the someone who played the position like you. Well, I my you know, my concern too, and just like everybody's concern, and I'm not this is a Captain Obvious statement, right? I'm not I'm not bringing such huge insights into here just because I played. Um I'm a little concerned about the switch from left from right tackle to left tackle. I, it is different. I, I don't wow. care what anybody says. If there's a reason why, you know, your left tackles get paid now, pretty much Orlando Brown did, did it. And and he was able to, you know, to make it work. So I know he had spent most of his time with the Ravens at right tackle. So, so, you know, he did it and it didn't cause, I don't think, you know, a, gr- a great amount of stir, right? I think Patrick stayed pretty well protected, although you and I have talked about, you know, some of the hits that Patrick took, you go back and you rewind the tape and you pull out and watch the 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 wide zone, you know, the wide end zone or the wide sideline shot. And you, you'll you see that sometimes it was Orlando Brown's guy, you know, that was getting by. and Including, again, that Jaguars, the the ankle injury that, that bothered him throughout the playoffs, back to the going kind of full circle with the Jaguars here. Yeah, I mean, he's got the measurables. He's got the stats. I love that he's disciplined and the penalties were, whew, that's, come on, a thousand snaps, seven penalties. That's crazy. I mean, especially playing a tackle and some of the loud stadiums that Jacksonville's probably played in, um, you know, over the course as they've been on the rise, right? And teams trying to get after, you know, Trevor Lawrence and really being loud and noisy. And, you know, the fact that he only had seven penalties is pretty dramatic. That's a pretty disciplined player. And durability's there. So I, I think on paper, it all looks good. I, you know, my my concern is, that, you know, ultimately we're not maximizing maybe some of the money that we could have freed up by by bringing in somebody who's not going to tag that kind of money, which I do agree with you. Orlando Brown <clears throat> was going to he was going to really he was going to demand more than this. So maybe this is a good value. Maybe, maybe this is a value that the Chiefs can live with if they can get him, you know, and Andy Heck feels comfortable that he can get him to transition, you know, to the left tackle. He seems to be pretty confident about it from what I've read. And what I've seen is that Andy Heck feels confident that he can make the switch. Now that's putting a lot of eggs in a basket that, you know, because, you know, as you know, you're, you're putting your preeminent rusher over there, especially with somebody uh, that's going to be eyeing up the chiefs each week, right? They're going to be putting, bringing people off of, of Patrick's backside. Cause that's the only way you can get him, right? We know that you're not, 
I think the reason why sometimes teams like to rush, I think that the, the reason why they like to rush Patrick from the right is they don't want him to go to his right. And, and I think, I think, you know, it, it's a double-edged sword. If you, if you rush Patrick with your best pass rusher to the chief's left, his blind side, you're, 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 you're putting your, your weak, maybe not your weakest rusher, but one of your weaker rushers on the right where he can see everything and you know how effective he is going to his right. He's insane. Right. When he goes to his right. So, you know, that's a that's a that's a tough thing for defensive coordinators to think about as they're game planning against rushing Patrick Mahomes. Where do you really rush him from? And it's almost as if, you know, he he's better. You're better served if you rush him from from his right side. So, you know, look, there's there's a lot of things we could we could pontificate on this for a while. But I think long story long. I think it's it's he's got the measurables. He's one of the better free agent tackles that's out there. Um they're going to have plenty of time now to make this move. He's not going to hold out of camp. He's going to be at every mini camp. We don't know if Orlando Brown was going to do that. They put the franchise tag on him and he doesn't agree with it. Right. Next thing you know, we're two weeks into the season and he's coming back. And maybe that's what Brett Feach and Andy Reed are trying to, to eliminate, right? That risk factor that, that now Juwan Taylor is coming in. He's going to sign that big deal. He's going to be pleased as punch and he's going to be ready to go. And it's not going to be this battle that the Chiefs need in this sort of uh, repeat attempt to win the Super Bowl. So I give it right now as it stands today. If I had to put a letter grade on it, I, I, I'm, I'm my, my the verdict's not out for me yet. I'm go, I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give it a solid B for all the things that you said, Jeff. The measurables, the stats, who who we signed, you know for. For, for the money comparison that we would have had to pay Orlando Brown, but I'm giving it a B because I'm not 100% sure how the Andrew Wiley loss factors into this along with the amount of money that they are paying Juwan Taylor. So that's my that's my take on it right now. Well, good stuff there, Joe. And more on Juwan Taylor and more on right tackle versus left tackle. But first, a word from our sponsor. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. There's much madness around the corner, pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any game, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Uh, Joe, we touched on this a little bit, but, of course, the $64,000 question, right tackle, left tackle, you seem to – it sounds like the tea leaves are, are indicating Taylor is going to be left tackle. Joe, you played – so the kind of a two-part question, Joe. Do you think he will be the left tackle? And, Joe, you played along the offensive line almost every position – Tell listeners what's different between right tackle, left tackle, and, and the challenge kind of with the technique from going to right to left, if that's what he does. Yeah, well, I mean, generally, it's it's not so much the technique because you're going to face, you know, you're going to face really good rushers on on both sides yeah. and, and, and similar type rushers in this environment. Like back in the day, you know, just to give some insight into the nineties when I was playing and I did play left. I, I played a lot of left. I play a lot of right. I started some games at right. 
Um, my rookie year, I, I came in as sort of a, a backup left tackle to John Alt and Derek Graham. Um, you know, th- then the theory was you're, you're going to rush your Neil Smith type rusher over the right. You're bigger, mm-hmm. almost like let's call it the Chris Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Chris Jones type. You're going to ru- you're going to rush your Chris Jones over the right tackle. And you're going to rush your Derek Thomas or, or, you know, so you're, you're Neil Smith, Derek, uh, Neil Smith, Chris Jones type over the right. And you're Frank Clark, Derek Thomas type over the left. The smaller, quicker guy on the left. Right. Side. Because you're going to want, you want to use the speed to get to, you want to use speed and quickness to get to the quarterback faster from the left side because it's the blind side, right? You want to get that disruption. You don't want to slow methodical rusher coming from the left because you want to make sure that you're you're rush when you're rushing from your defensive right or the offense is left <clears throat> you're going to want to make sure that you are getting there quickly and and that you're you know you, you, all of a sudden Derek Thomas is on you and you feel him coming and it flushes you out of the pocket from the you want to you want to have the quarterback to be forcing himself to use the eyes in the back of his head Whereas from the right side, you know, the quarterbacks can see everything that's happening to them, you know, just from the natural body position when you see a quarterback drop back, right? It's, yeah, they can see the left, but man, when you get that rusher coming around the, the speed rush from outside, you, you know, quarterbacks do lose sight of, of the court of the, um, you know, of, of the rusher coming from the left. So, you know, it, it's, sometimes it's just who they put there. And historically teams have always put their best pass rusher on the offense's left. And Mm. it just means that week in and week out, you know, you're going to be faced with a pass rusher who knows what the heck they're doing. And it could be somebody who's going to dip their shoulder and use their speed. It's going to be somebody who's going to try to bull rush you right back into the quarterback, but they're going to try to get there fast. So you definitely can't be a mauler Mm. at left tackle. You know, you have to be a little bit more athletic. You have to be a little bit more happy with your feet and your hands in dealing with those speed rushers and some of the blitzes that would come off the backside uh, for the quarterback's protection. So, you know, that's a little bit of the, of the difference at least. And, and, and I don't see it as much today because a lot of teams are, are rushing the same kind of edge rusher off both sides. You know, now that you have this whole edge rusher category, right. In the draft and in college coming out, like edge rusher, a lot of times now you're putting two Frank Clarks on the outside, Right. Um, and so, you know, you look at like guys like Hassan uh, Reddick from the Eagles. He's definitely not more of a Neil Smith, Chris Jones. He's more of a Derek Thomas, mm-hmm. Frank Clark, and he rushes from the right. So, you know, that could have that could be a matchup thing because they're trying to they're trying to go against the right tackle who's maybe not as athletic as the left tackle. It's it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. So it sounds like it's a little bit less of a difference now. But it's not so much like a technique thing or, you know, uh, between right tackle, and left tackle that's different. It's just might be the type of players you're facing, correct? It's not, yeah. it's, you, you, you don't have to, it's not that different to to learn, you know, it's not changing your your foot up, footwork, your setup, or even really the, the plays and things like that. Well, the fact that they're getting him early, right? The fact that they're getting Juwan early it will help because, you know, as much as you don't want to say it, you know, listen, anybody who listens to our pod that plays golf or swings a baseball bat or, 
does things, plays tennis, like things where you're required to do muscle memory, right? There's a lot of muscle memory in sports. Uh-huh. And think about what it would be like, you know, to play golf with your right clubs, your right-handed clubs for your whole life. And then all of a sudden, hey, swing these left-handed clubs or swing a baseball bat left-handed. Now, that's maybe a little bit of over over dramatic. Right, right. But 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 there is there is some, there is an analogy there, right? Of muscle memory of, you know, kicking with your right foot to pass protect, kick right, kick right, kick right, and then all of a sudden you got to change where your feet are lined up and you got to kick left. And you you know, you've got to change your, your eye patterns and and where your eye, you know, focuses on on the left shoulder of the defender who's rushing you when you're on the left side versus focusing on the right shoulder when you're pass blocking on the right side, you're focusing on the defender's right shoulder. So there's definitely going to be some muscle memory in there. And I don't want to discount the fact that even as athletic as these offensive linemen are today, much more athletic than we were playing. um, We have to make sure that, that people, you know, understand that there is some muscle memory to this. And, 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 and I think one of the positives to this whole deal is that they're getting him in early, right? So he's going to be at every off-season training program, I'm sure. He's going to be at every mini camp that he needs to be there for. And they're going to allow him the time, ample time, to get that muscle memory of moving to the left side. So rather than, you know, somebody who might be holding out or, you know, waiting until later in free agency to sign that person. So I think that's a positive. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting. Not Chiefs aren't the only team uh, that's that's doing this. Tampa Bay Buccaneers actually are moving Tristan Wirfs, who's one of the best linemen and maybe one of the best tackles in football from the right side to the left side. They released Donovan Smith. I thought he might be a guy the Chiefs look at. I guess they they still could. But, Joe, so, okay, two questions for you. So you think Taylor, he's the opening day left tackle, assuming he's healthy, correct? And did you like playing right tackle or left tackle better? Uh, I prefer right because I, again, I go back to muscle memory. I played my whole college career at right tackle. Right tackle. Um, I just felt more comfortable in, a you know, a right-handed stance. I just, you know, it just was muscle memory, you know, uh-huh. and I had to learn, um, it, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, believe it or not, I, because I played center, uh, my left, I was better with my left hand than I was with my right hand, even though I'm right-handed. Uh-huh. Um, I was much better at getting on the inside of a, of a pass rusher with my right hand, my left hand. And I was actually stronger with my left hand. Huh. I, I, I had better leverage using my left hand. And, and, and so when you're, when you're pass plot blocking, what, what your goal is to do, Jeff, it's to split the player in half and take uh-huh. half the player. And you want to keep so imagine imagine like two two players lined up directly across from each other, and you you want to take as a, as a, ta- a right tackle you want your left foot to be just inside of their right foot. Okay, so picture that two p- people standing directly across from each other facing each other. You want your left foot as the tackle. Now pretend you're on offense. You want your left foot to be just inside of his right foot. And you want your right foot just to be inside of their left foot so that your feet are offset just a little bit so that you're protecting the inside, right? You're protecting your inside shoulder and you want to force that player to the outside. 
If you jump inside too fast and, and your feet goes more than just inside of his feet, then he's going to have a free shot to the quarterback. If you jump him to the right where you lose leverage on the inside, he can beat you on the inside and get into the quarterback's face, right? I ho- hopefully I painted that picture mm-hmm. well enough for, for our listeners to understand. I just think there's so much muscle memory that goes into it. And I was so much better at getting my left foot inside of somebody's foot and using my left hand as leverage on the inside of that player as they were rushing outside and going around the corner than I was going the other direction. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It just maybe it was just because it was my whole life was patterned that way. And I think it's why it translated to me being able to play center well was because I was so good at using my left hand. You're snapping with your right hand, so you got to get your left hand up to protect yourself. And it just, you know, it kind of translated. So, yeah, I, I much, much more uh, enjoyed playing on the right side just based on on the way that the footwork had evolved over over the course of, of my life. And I played right tackle in high school. So interesting stuff. So you you were more the Mahler type. Joe Jawan, I mean, he's gotta be the left tackle, right? They don't pay him all this much money to, to... I yeah. Just 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 out of yeah, just out of pure NFL like history, right? I don't know what word I'm looking for, but like history or or status quo or whatever, like yeah, I mean you got you got to you got to give the left tackle the money, and I think most players go into this knowing that you know left tackles are going to get paid more, and I, I can't imagine him not. I, I don't know what else they would do in in this free agent market or in the draft that if they think there's some left tackle out there that they're going to get that is going to be able to do it and and keep him at right tackle for that kind of money. I don't know. I, I just think all signs are pointing that he's going to play right. left. And, you know, Andy Heck, he's all about versatility, cross-training these linemen. So, you know, maybe some somebody flips through the, the cracks. There might They might draft another tackle. They could always move around. But I'm thinking right now he'd be the highest paid in terms of AAV, average annual value, of any right tackle. So you think, geez, that's – I mean, so it's not inconceivable, but like you would think. And regardless of where he plays, Joe, he's already the highest paid – Chiefs linemen and, and and you know the salary cap goes up every year the yeah. players make more than they than the the free agents the year before so that you know uh Joe Tooney who's really good good you know that was he when he was signed before the uh Super Bowl runs you know he was making five years 80 Taylor's making four years 80 with more guaranteed money uh 60 versus 40 something for um uh Tooney but that also makes me think Joe know who is gotta be happiest about this news Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, because when they're free agents yeah. in two years, cap keeps going up. If Taylor and Tootie are, are uh, making about twenty million a year, well, boy, those guys are really good at cash in. Oh man, they're gonna, they're going to come off of this rookie contract. I mean, God willing, you know, for, you know, uh, hoping that nobody gets hurt or whatever. Yeah, they're going to get paid. I mean, they're because they're to me. I think they're the real key to this line, to this line success. I'm not taking anything away from Tooney. He really solidified that line. He's mm-hmm. so consistent. You know, he's so you just don't hear about him, which yeah. is the best thing you want to hear about an offensive lineman. You don't want to be hearing about him, right? Penalties and maybe Juwan Taylor's one of those players we're not going to hear about. He's just going to get his job done. He doesn't get hurt, knock on wood. You know, he doesn't uh he doesn't cause penalties. He's not getting his name on the loudspeaker. So you know, that's pretty cool that that over on the left side, you're going to have two very consistent, durable 
players. I know Tooney's missed a little bit of time here and there, and Trey Smith missed a little too. But you know, um, they're they're just that's going to be that's going to be. Think about those four. You know, um, we thought that was the way it was going to be with Orlando Brown, but I, I don't know, Jeff. I, I still have to go back. It's why I'm not giving this grade on Juwan Taylor and this whole move anything less than a B yet. I want to see how it plays out. I don't, I don't yeah. want to go gung-ho and you know be too homer about it and be all wow you know yeah big signing like we still have to still have to see how it plays out but it's why i'm not giving it anything less than a b is because think about the four guys that they do have i mean they're they're gonna have there's there's a chance they could have four of the highest paid right offensive linemen in the entire nfl you know when when those two rookies come off their rookie deal so you know getting a right tackle look it's you're never going to get five for, you're never going to be five for five. And I know last year we talked a little bit about in the middle of the season, you know, Andrew Wiley possibly being the weak. I hate to use that term. It makes it sound so terrible, but the weak link, because you did have four really, really good players, right. Uh, on the other side of, of, of Andrew Wiley, but he really came on. And I think yeah. he earned that payday through the playoff run, right. Because that's, that's big time for somebody like him who was, uh, you know, who who probably could have been seen maybe by some teams as a journeyman if he yeah. if he had kicked around the league with other teams but man he's getting paid and he did did what he needed to do and I think the Chiefs realized that maybe for this offense he wasn't the right player and they weren't going to give him that eight million dollars a year which it, how were they going to do that and be able to pay those other two guys come next year it's a great story for Andrew Wiley really happy for him and you know Juwan Taylor is it's tough because. A lot, a lot of times when you're watching NFL games, they don't really focus on offensive line play. Anyhow, and especially the Jaguars, again, really haven't been on, you know, I really trying to keep tabs on all teams, but the Jaguars aren't on TV enough. So I don't, I don't have, I remember him in college. He was really good. You know, he was a very high second round pick. A lot of people thought he'd be a first round pick. Um, so he was really good at college, but Joe, I, I haven't seen a lot of tape on Taylor. I'm just going off these stats. I don't know if you have a better yeah. feel or if you've seen any online stuff. Yeah, I've seen some clips. I haven't, you know, of course they're going to, the clips they show are generally going to be the good ones. You right. know, I'd have to dig into some NFL plus and check out some game film to see, you know, how he handles a full game and, you know, how he does against, you know, preeminent pass rushers and things like that. But the fact that, you know, the stats do kind of speak for themselves. Now, you know, stats don't take into account pressures and getting bull rushed and things like that. But at six five three thirty, I doubt if he's getting bull rushed a whole lot. Um, he seems he seems like a pretty stout dude. So I don't I don't think we're gonna have that problem. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, you know, his feet. I'd love to go back and like watch his combine tape or something, see how he he moves because this Chiefs offense, you got to move. Like this isn't this isn't you know. This isn't an offense for for people who are stuck in the mud. You know, you're 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 bouncing around a lot with Patrick Mahomes and some of the funky plays that they run. I mean, you know, first of all, is he going to be able to do the snow globe? Is he going to be able to spin around in a circle <laughs> right. four times and then go up to the line and not get dizzy? Right. Um, so, you know, this yeah, you know, I, I say that jokingly and half tongue in cheek because it really is an offense that that offensive linemen are moving around all the time. So that it will be interesting to see if they can um, get him to translate to this offense as well, you know, compared to what, you know, the Jags have done over the last, you know, four years. Yeah. If they're looking and they very well could, I'm sure they're going to draft some offensive linemen, maybe a tackle high, maybe that's the right tackle, but yeah, for the, as part of their tryout, when they bring them to the facility, they've got to have them like 
go on a bat with his forehead yeah. rotate just there's like there's hazing drills almost to see if they can do the snow globe uh joe you know the best news for the chiefs uh in this early free agent period might not even be the addition of the offensive line i think the bengals are kind of their chief rivals as far as you know for battling for afc supremacy joe the bengals lost both of their state safeties von bell jesse bates this wasn't unexpected but they're really good, and that's part of the reason the Bengals had so much success, I think, against the Chiefs. They were able mm-hmm. to flood coverage, and they were able to mix it. Those guys were so versatile, and they could uh, move around to different, you know, cover two, cover three, all, all sorts of stuff. So that, that I, I thought that was actually the best news for the Chiefs. Yeah, the fun of of it is is not only following your own team, but it's following your rivals, right, and seeing, you know, what happens and, you know, uh, look at the Raiders, right? What a, what a, you know, how's that going to, you know, losing Derek Carr and, you know, picking up quite a QB there. So, you know, this is going to be interesting to see. That's going to be, that to me is the fun of free agency. You know, look, Jeff, you and I always joke, we, we do a weekly podcast and sometimes we have to be honest with ourselves and say, Hey, what are we going to talk about this week in mid-March? You know, and the the Chiefs and the NFL never disappoint. You know, they always give us stuff to talk to our listeners about and stuff for our listeners to listen to um, because it's so much fun. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm I'm excited to see what you know, what what the what free agency looks like for the Chiefs biggest rivals. Right. That's that's a lot of fun, too. And it's it's a lot easier today with social media and the amount of sports coverage that's out there. Right. You can hear about these things in real time, which is really cool. Totally. Speaking of, uh, you know, rivals and who they're bringing in, Broncos bring in two offensive linemen, including Mike McGlinchey, another guy who they paid a ton of money to. You know, he might be a right tackle. So, I, you know, it seems like the the, the internet is indicating that, um, you know, that Juwan Taylor is going to be a left tackle, but you, you never know. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the Jimmy Garoppolo thing's going to do for the Raiders if, you know, what they're what they're gaining there and 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 what they lost with Derek Carr. I mean, I don't think enough people gave Derek. I mean, I know we we love to hate the Raiders. I get it. And they're they're our vaunted rival, but you know, I, I mean, I I don't know. I I I've always thought I don't think they were doing enough to support Derek Carr. And and I think I mean, yeah, they had Josh Jacobs and decent running game, but there was just some pieces missing to that team. So I, I'm not 100% sure that's not just going to be a swap unless the Raiders go out and do something dramatic somewhere else to help augment what Garoppolo is going to need to make that offense work. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what, what the AFC West does. Cause that was our big hype last year, right? AFC West, man, it was the AFC best. We wanted to call it right. Cause it was made up of four teams that every one of them had a shot at the playoffs and a good shot. You know, maybe all four of them could have made the playoffs who knows. Right. Or, you know, I just don't know. It'll be, I'll be anxious to see if, if, if the AFC West can climb out of the basement. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. And again, I think that for the the Raiders, yeah, I mean, Carr did not have a, a great year, but I think I think he wasn't really the problem so much as their defense, but also their offensive line. So yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll be interesting to continue to monitor their uh, free agent happenings. They've got a lot of caps cap room still, so it'll be interesting to watch. Well, if you enjoy this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Stitcher, Luminary, and tune in. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.